Hello there, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this is the Psychology Report. Uh, today I'd like to continue my discussion on the topic of depression. You know, depressed people are very many in our society. This, is not, uh, this does not represent just a few people. This represents a very large number of people in our society who are depressed. But often people have very misunderstandings about what depression is and how it can be handled and managed and treated and uh, what the course of a depression is. There's a number of myths that I'd like to uh, identify and then just discuss briefly. And then look at some of the ways that you know depression can be appropriately addressed and uh, the depressed person can be helped. You know, a lot of people believe, this is a myth, a lot of people believe that uh, people who become depressed have weak characters. You know, that's not true. Depression is not a character issue. It has nothing to do with your integrity. It has nothing to do with your honesty. It has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It's an emotional issue. It's a situational issue. Most depression is situationally based. Things happen. Things get out of whack. Sometimes things happen without our knowledge of their happening. We're not prepared for them. Or they are happening so strong. Or many things happen overwhelm us. So it's not a character issue. You can, you can be a good person. You can be an honest person, but still be depressed. Secondly, depression is often shared equally by both, by both sexes, people think. That's a myth. Depression strikes much more in the life of women than in the life of men. So although it's not a sexist kind of a thing, but it certainly does imply that uh, we need to look at depression from the point of view of women versus men, and, and lifestyle of women versus men, and why women are so hurt when they've been rejected, or when they've been uh, ignored, or somebody moves away, or they lose their source of support and encouragement. Women are dependent upon such sources of encouragement, and when they are not there, or they lose them, for whatever reason, depression is pretty severely experienced. Thirdly, depression is always caused by emotional distress, some people think. No, it's not often emotional distress. It's situational distress. It's situational it's stress in the, in the environment. It's stress in your circumstances in life. But it affects your emotions. The emotions of anger, the emotions of sadness, the emotions of arousal. And depression is very pronounced at the emotional level, but caused not by emotional factors. So a person is not emotionally disturbed and then becomes depressed. A person becomes situationally depressed and then becomes emotionally distressed. Fourthly, depression is unpleasant, but it cannot make you physically sick. Some people think that to be true. That's not true. It is not uncommon for depressed people to manifest physical illness. Very, very common. Heart disease, uh, emphysema, uh, starts to build up, uh, headaches, chronic pain, backaches, um, sugar diabetes. There's just a number of uh, e uh, physical illnesses and diseases that come out of depression, but usually long-term chronic depression. Even cancer has shown to have a corollary with stress and depression and anxiety in a person's life. Some people think depression does not destroy your desire 
for sexual activity. Well, yes, it does. It takes away the interest, takes away the motivation, takes away the ability to have arousal and to enjoy a kind of a sexual romance. So it is affected. Seven, some people think a person with depression will always feel better in time. Therefore, they don't need treatment. They don't need medication. Well, that's not true. Depression can linger on and on and on. Now, it's better to have treatment. It's better to have some kind of intervention so that that time frame of depression is much shorter than what it would be otherwise. But depression can linger on throughout life if one doesn't address it. So the sooner you can address it, the better. The sooner you can do something about it, the better. Some people avoid treatment because they think in depression, treatment is going to be for a long period of time, for many, many years. Well, that's not commonly true. Uh, treatment is often brief in depression. Sometimes it'd be five, seven, ten sessions, sometimes 20. Sometimes it does take a longer period of time for people to get over a depression. But generally speaking, most people are in treatment for a brief period of time for their depression. And there are some people who believe that psychological triggers for a period of depression are always obvious. In other words, always know why they're depressed. Always know what was in back of it. That's not true. Most of the time, depression comes on and we don't know what happened. We don't know what triggered it. We don't know how it all started. We don't know the factors that kind of contribute to it. Because it develops over time and many factors interact and, and uh, add up over time. So we often don't know why we're depressed. And that's why it takes somebody from the outside to ask a series of questions and to engage in a series of evaluative sessions just to kind of get a handle on what life has been like and what may have been the factors that have brought about that depression. That's called psychotherapy. It's effective. It's uh, needed. And people need to avail themselves of that opportunity. Some people think that depression can be treated effectively by the use of medication all by itself. Just take medication, you'll feel better. A lot of doctors think that way, by the way. That's not true. Effective therapy, effective therapy for depression is psychotherapy, that's talk therapy, and the use of some medication. And then usually the use of medication is faded out, but the talk therapy can continue. But it's the combination of talk therapy and medication used together that is most effective. The least effective is medication used by itself. Some people think an episode of depression will leave scars. Well, you know, it's true. Depression, you can't forget. It may not leave a scar as such because sometimes good comes from depression. Sometimes good comes from what uh, happens during a depressed period of time and how people might come around and support and how you might have insight and how you might learn things and learn something about yourself and learn how to live life better and change some of the ways that you live. So in fact, depression might in fact result in a much better lifestyle and better living condition than it was before. So it doesn't necessarily leave scars. Sometimes it leaves a kind of a much better sense of happiness and, and satisfaction in a person's life. And lastly, 
Some people think that depression will always return in time. If you have one episode of depression, you're bound to have another. If you have two, you're bound to have three. Well, that's not necessarily true. Most people, when they are depressed, get into treatment, and they learn how to live differently, which means they learn how to avoid future depressions that might otherwise occur. In other words, they learn how to prevent depression from occurring in the future, not only how to get over a depression that they're now experiencing. So what do you do with depression? How do you handle that? Well, learn how to be assertive. Let me just give you a couple points. Learn how to be assertive. Speak up. Share your feelings. Share your emotions. Share your preferences. Share your desires. Let people know what you want. Let people know what you don't want. But communicate. Share. Express your feelings. And learn how to say no. Learn how to turn things down. You don't have to do everything everybody wants you to do. You don't have to be overwhelmed by the fact that people pour more things on you and expect more of you, and you just take it. You don't have to do that. Learn how to be assertive and be an assertive communicator. Develop problem-solving skills and develop decision-making skills. That's very important in handling depression. You know, depression relates to a problem. So you got to have problem-solving skills. If you don't have them, maybe we can learn them in therapy. Maybe depression will be one of the things that will help you learn how to solve problems and how to make decisions, how to make decisions early on, how to communicate early on rather than wait for long periods of time and suffer through depression before you make a decision or before you communicate. And then think futuristically. Think in the future, but think positively. The future can be better than the past. Just because you've had a bad situation in the past doesn't mean you're going to have a bad situation in the future. Learn to live differently. Learn to live better. Learn to live at a higher level. Learn to live more effectively. And the future doesn't have to be prone with depression. The future can be a much more optimistic course of events in your life. It would be good if that would be the case. So, in other words, be careful. Uh, Think of depression as something that you can handle. And you don't have to just put up with it. You can deal with it. And you can overcome it. And you can live beyond it in a much more effective way. This has been Dr. Alan Hedberg. And this has been the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. www.booksbyhedberg.com. In there I have a book that I wrote some time back. uh, Achieving and Living. A healthy lifestyle in a world of stress. I deal with issues of depression and issues of anxiety and lifestyle and illness and sickness and how you can handle that better so you don't have to get bogged down by it. So uh, I recommend the website to you and uh, go for it, okay? Bye for now.